0: From beanies to carry bags, and from shoes to caps. Browse our shop now at TNTradio.live. Joe Hoft on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Holy
1: Shimoli Welcome to the Joe Hoft Show. Second day of the year, 2024. It's going to be another just amazing year. We know that already. Already, crazy things going on. So, um... I tell you what I one one story I want to I want to highlight for you if you're not in the U.S. and if you're not into sports if you're not even if you if you you know that it doesn't matter you got to check this person out I I actually saw her last year it's a girl it's a female athlete women's basketball athlete of course I've never spent money to go see a girl's basketball game ever I you know I like I saw Michael Jordan play before uh, years ago obviously I've seen uh yeah I've seen some uh, I guess that was probably the highlight of uh, I guess my attending uh big names and and watch them we used to watch you know men's basketball loved the uh, dream team the the Olympic team that had uh Michael Jordan Larry Bird Magic Johnson I believe Shaquille O'Neal <laughs> that team was just so dynamite to watch uh, Barkley It was so much fun. And then the bulls, et cetera. Anyways, I I like basketball. I played basketball in high school and, and afterwards just for fun and love the sport, but, um, I'll tell you what, there's this There's this woman, a uh, young, young, young woman, she's in college at the University of Iowa, and she is now in her fourth year. And she is set to break the all-time scoring record in all of uh, women's uh, basketball of all time. She's uh, leading the country right now in scoring, uh, averaging more than 30 points a game and nobody else is above 26 points a game something like that so she's really elite there she's like top uh, 5 in assists she's incredible she can make incredible passes and she also uh is like number 1 in three-pointers per game so she's uh, she's just can bury the ball from outside nba range i mean she can shoot the ball jump shots from way out and uh so much fun to watch and there's uh she's starting to get some attention well, anyways I broke down over Thanksgiving found out that she would be not far from me so me and and my brother Jim at the Gateway Pundit and our families we drove over to see see her play and 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 they won and she scored 20 some points she, they, they were way ahead of this team so she didn't get to play much because they're just a little violent, so um now she's back you know last night though here's the deal saw her last night against a good team Michigan State and Big Ten ball a couple really good women's basketball teams and this uh this girl, uh, it comes down to the wire 73 73. You can see this, by the way, at joehoff.com. I put it up last night. When I was talking to Jim this morning, we both have watched this clip that's out there on, on Twitter. It's all over. Last night, within an hour, it was all over Twitter what, what this girl did. Her name's Caitlin Clark with the C, C A I T L A N, and Clark with no E. And she, um, yeah, she's now fifth all time in all time scoring. She could jump to second in a couple games because three of the the, the 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 second, third, and fourth are all pretty close within like twenty points. So she had a the the possibility she could pass all three in one game and jump into second place, and then and then uh, surpass first place. And I tell you what, if she has more games like she did last night, she uh, will certainly do that soon. She had ended up with forty points for the game. Uh, first player in Division One girls basketball, maybe Division One men's basketball as well, to score more than thirty-five points a game four games in a row. So she's just on fire. The other team did all they could to stop her. I mean, you just can't, you just can't do it because she'll get the ball. She'll just shoot it from damn near half court. So last night, seventy-three to seventy-three, the, the game's on the line. It's down to maybe ten seconds. Hawkeyes have the ball. Caitlin the, the Clark's team dribble it down. Another girl passes it to another girl. This tall girl gets the ball actually batted away. Then she grabs it and she somehow gets it to Caitlin Clark, who has about maybe two seconds to get the shot off. She has to step, she jukes, takes a step back, she fires the ball with like 0.1 second on the clock from way out. She's, she's a damn near half court. They say like on the logo. So in these uh, basketball courts, there's a there's usually some sort of logo in the middle of the court, usually for the home team. She's standing on that logo, fires this ball, jump shot, and, and the stadium's silent. And you can hear this ball go through the hoop. It goes, and the crowd just erupts. I have a win 76-73, three-pointer for Clark, ends with 40 points. She walks away, goes like, no big deal. You know, It's just never seen anything like it, never seen such a cocky. Girl all ether, just amazing what she's doing. I guess all the young girls around the country are just loving this girl. When we went and saw her, we ran into some people from Georgia, they said, yeah, her little girl wanted to see Caitlin Clark, so they drove down from Georgia to Florida to to see the game that we saw her at. It's just uh, turning into a phenomenon. She's just, but last night, oh my God, it must be all over the sports today. It was just, like Jim said, we've watched that. I've watched that shot 40 times since last night. And all the major sports sites on Twitter were headed up. They're just like amazing what this girl's doing. And and the thing is she's selling out courts courts everywhere, wherever she goes. All the home games at Iowa are sold out. Where she goes now, they're getting sold out. All the other teams just love it. It's great for girls basketball nobody's really paid much attention to it to tell you the truth you know i never really wanted to go see girls play basketball with caitlin clark i will pay and go watch her she is so entertaining and uh so good and no matter what they do to try to stop her it's just impossible the girls is just on fire how do you stop somebody from shooting the ball at half court i mean it's just like you know if, she, if you try to stop her out there she'll dribble around you and go make a layup so it's just just amazing stuff anyways you can see it at joehoff.com I've spent five minutes talking about this obviously it left an impression I'm so grateful to have uh seen her in person this year I really one of the better moves of my lifetime I gotta tell you it's just fantastic so that's the good news it's great thank God for sports I saw another movie boys in a boat over the weekend over the holiday weekend and it's a great movie about some Olympians from the state of Washington during the Great Depression in the 36 Olympics and they had to go over to Germany and they had to go against all these great teams and they they somehow won in the U.S. against Yale and Harvard who always had the best teams and even Cal Poly they beat them to go to the Nationals in the U.S. somehow won that and then and then went to the Olympics and and ran away with it they would get behind and then they would just put on the gas and they would blow by everybody and uh great movie uh and tells the stories of some of these guys some of them were so broke they got on the team just so they could eat (laughs) the team promised that you could eat and they were just they were just uh great and um Anyways, I think they're all passed away today, but great movie there. Sports has helped us so much. It's lifted us up. It's so good for the American, for, you know, now I was going to say the American, but the world spirit. It's just so fun to watch great athletes and see what the human being can do. I've seen I've seen some great ath. I saw Jesse Owens speak at uh, Drake Relays years ago. This famous relays in Iowa. I've saw Mac uh, Wilkins, who was a big like lumberjack guy, probably six eight. I don't know. I don't know how many pounds. Just built like a brick and he won the Olympics in the discus and he he went there and he he won the shot put and they said he'd do an exhibition discus I'll never forget it he he's at one end of a football field so that's 120 uh, yards long turning in zones and he just goes back one time whirls around throws that discus like further than I've seen a frisbee thrown and it bounces once and hits the wall of the stadium it was amazing the crowd just went crazy I've seen uh, Butch, Butch Johnson, who went on to hold the 400-meter record, world record uh, from Ohio State in a, in a race of universities. These guys were horses, and this Johnson at the end uh, turns turns around the track and just blows by all these great runners. Um, I've seen Herschel Walker run the 100 meters. Um, big, huge man, just a bulk of a man. Went on to play pro football was just a monster in the pro football because he's huge and fast and uh, saw him run the 100 meters seen seen Olympians I've met uh Frank Shorter who won the marathon in the Olympics she said hi to him once and I saw him in a night race a midnight race in Ames Iowa him and and Bill Rogers I think that was his first name Rogers guy who won the Boston Marathon a number of times anyways love athletics love sports it's so much fun and I stepped away for some time because of Black Lives Matter and other you know bogus stuff and and it's fun to get back into it. It's fun to see that and take your mind off of just the grinding uh coup d'etat that's happening around the world and this effort by the World Economic Forum and China and others and Obama to just destroy America. It's this it's nice to get a reprieve once in a while. Thank God for that. And I think, thank the Lord Jesus. Because I really stepped into 2024 thinking, man, we are we are gonna face some hell this year and it's only day three right but um so far we've made it we've made it three days and I, I shouldn't say we we've survived we thrived and that's what we want to do this year a lot of work to do we got a lot of work ahead of us I'm going to be talking more about this group that I formed to uh, work on election integrity about uh, what we we're taking a professional view uh t- attempting to identify the major areas and then figure out ways that we can put in place controls that will save this country in the next election so i'll be talking more about that as the year goes by may put up a piece on that today at my website joehoff.com um have had just a lot of fun last night was on with dan ball at OAN. he invited me on to talk about a couple stories that were actually put up at the gateway Pundit, some of the stuff i've written about before so this week epstein's list is supposed to come out all the people that um that uh are uh apparently on the uh flight logs uh going back and forth from Epstein Island they call it petto Island and and uh where they a lot lots of young girls were flying on these flights and uh and we've uncovered some I mentioned this last night on on Dan Ball we, uh, two years ago we there was a leak of some of the flight logs at least they were released and we could see that uh of of uh Clinton's administration. We saw Bill Clinton's on it. We saw Al Gore was on these flight lists. We saw Sandy Berger, the guy who was famous for going into a skiff and stuffing documents into his pants to try to take them and destroy them, um and he got a hand slap for doing that. It was a it was a major felony. He was covering up information we believe related to Osama bin Laden we saw uh to protect their asses because they did so little against bin Laden when it when it was first uh he was first really noticed as hey this guy's a dangerous guy that hates America maybe we should keep an eye on him and um another guy was Larry Summers Larry Summers was uh, uh Clinton's head of the treasury he also ended up being the president of Harvard University and and I I wrote a piece yesterday saying well this may just be just one of the incidents this week at Harvard, speaking of the uh, president who stepped away, uh, this black lady who claimed racism even upon her leaving, and uh, it's because she uh, was caught plagiarizing at least 40 times, allegedly at least 40 times, and also her remarks in front of the Congress about about Israel and uh, Hamas, and and basically suggesting that it was fine for Hamas to uh, to invade Israel and kill all those people uh representative Stefanik said you should resign because of your comments <laughs> and anyways um so uh Gay ends up resigning yesterday after pressure from finally to just hey you gotta step down and uh that was embarrassing news for Harvard but it may not be the only embarrassing news this week as larry summers is expected to be on this list of 177 people is coming out from epstein sometime this week is this, it's expected so we'll keep our eyes open for that and see who else is on that list um it'd be something if judge roberts was on it there's been things people saying that judge roberts flew there and uh, the supreme court Ch- chief justice and if that's the case he should absolutely resign and uh and many others they should all resign probably should not probably they should be uh they should be prosecuted if they're with young women and so we'll see what happens there so lots going on just this week and of course we've got election integrity we've got Joe Biden trying to destroy this uh this country, et cetera. The illegals crossing the border day and night. By the way, Michael, Jan is not able to make it today. He's going to come on next week uh, due to uh, some activities he's at in Panama. So we're going to have our good friend, Paul Preston, join us today from state of New California. And the news he's got coming out of California is shocking as well. So you're going to be blown away with our guest, Paul, who will be with us right after this break.
0: Jeremy Nell on TNT Radio. Being South African, I know the situation, and it's incredibly dire. Basically, our farmers, mostly white, have been under attack for years and years and years. And when I say attack, I mean that physically, don't I?
1: Yes. um, Since the dawn of democracy in South Africa, since 1994, we had an average of uh, one farm attack every second day. Um, So it averages around uh, 175 to 190 farm attacks every year. And we had a farm murder on average every fifth day, Um, but over the last few months, both those numbers have picked up. Murders in other sectors of society are not accompanied by the same levels of brutality and
2: torture as you will find in farm murders.
0: Jeremy Nell on today's News Talk, TNT Radio.
2: God's truth is enduringly true throughout all the generations. It transcends culture. The church is always going to be an embattled people. If it's swimming with the tide, it's not being the church of Jesus Christ. Look to the past, learn from the past, because the whole world lies in the power of the evil one
0: has more than 200 confirmed cases of coronavirus, it's called. The entire state of California ordered to stay at home. That's 40.
2: California
1: has some of the strictest policies leveled against churches. Gavin Newsom's executive order threatens jail time and a $1,000 a
0: day fine. Government That's stopping people from going to church, Dr. Fauci. When I went into the White House, when I sat in on the task force meetings, was a shocking level of gross incompetence.
1: The mortality rate from the virus was 0.2%. You know, 99.8% survival, rather than the 3 or 4% mortality that the, the people
0: are saying at the time. The culture and the understanding of the people of Grace Church has always been, not only do you obey government, but you honor God. No, no,
2: Thousands of people in the streets, but you can't have church.
0: The hypocrisy of letting people riot, helped us all understand one thing, this is not what they say it is. By meeting, we're testifying the government has no jurisdiction here. I was arrested and driven to a maximum security prison. The government has obviously uh, turned up the heat on churches. My Daddy. When the churches fall silent, the only religion left is the state. We needed to make a biblical statement because we always put ourselves under the authority of the Word of God.
2: L.A. County threatened Pastor John MacArthur with jail time and arrest.
0: We were going to be sued. They wanted Grace Church shut down.
2: We wanted to go on the offensive and attack the health order as unconstitutional. This wasn't about health and safety. This was all about control and opposition to religious freedom.
0: As the government gets more corrupt and more corrupt, snitches get Rewards its totalitarian control has to increase
1: you have to have a mask on
0: And as they shut down any attacks against them, this is not about freedom or personal choice The last thing standing is going to be the church Without co2 the world stops breathing CO2 sustains all life on Earth. Government, the WEF, and the elite believe humans are the carbon they really want to be rid of. Today's News Talk, TNT Radio. Hey, we're
1: back. This is Joe Hoft on the Joe Hoff Show. Appreciate you listening in here on the 3rd of January, 2024. We've made it three days, Paul. We've made it three days into the year 2024. Something to celebrate. I was actually quite worried that we'd even make it this far. Anyways, our guest, Paul Preston from New California. Paul, how are you doing?
3: I'm doing really good, Joe. It's um, you know, I was my birthday is January 1st, and everybody was out celebrating and as usual. That starts usually for me to watch the Australian celebrate my birthday, and it comes around to football games and parades and everything. And it's just wonderful! I had wow. a great time. I topped off fantastic. with a birthday party, yeah. celebrated with uh, numerous New Californians all around me. So that was a lot of fun. <laughs> oh, fantastic! So I'm ready to go. Yeah, fired there's... up
1: in New California. Awesome. And you survived. We you Survived the first three days. So I'm. I'm. You know, touch wood. I guess you know. <laughs> I was kind of concerned. I got to tell you,
3: (laughs) let's, let's wait until we see what happens at the end of the month. (laughs) Yeah, Things things will be happening. No question about it. I'm telling
1: you every day, every day is just kind of a a blessing. I guess we should look at it every day that we survive with the uh, monsters that are trying to uh, just really destroy this country and this world. Uh, So much going on. What's, so tell us, Paul, what's going on out in California and, uh, is something that me uh, me and others on the other side of the u s or maybe on the other side of the world would really like to know so what's what's going on?
3: well, you know uh yeah, there's a lot of things happening um on the other side of the globe or the other side of the <laughs> the gov- the the state or the nation from you. Um, yeah, New California is really rising. Of course, uh, a lot of this is being promulgated by the financial collapse of California that hasn't really yet seen itself. Um, one of the observations that was made last night on our conference call, uh, we have a conference call with our county chairs every Tuesday, and uh, Chris Street made a, a really good observation that this week, in particular, the first week of January is usually the end of the December, Uh, for the California government and California legislature. Now, we know that the California state government has been uh, fraudulently reporting for years now uh, their financial situation. I think you're aware of some of the the things that have been reported. And uh, Chris Street, of course, vast knowledge about how the finances should be run. Uh, He's a former treasurer of Orange County, California, ran multiple businesses of billion dollars and you know that sort of thing similar to what you've done you have that kind of history as well um he also when he was the treasurer of orange county was set he sat on the select committee of five treasurers around the uh california to bring california back into financial compliance back in 2008 and 9 when we had the financial collapse then and they were very very concerned about making payroll and the, you know the decline in income and so on uh, and they basically, with, with the efforts of Chris Street, I do have to say, um, brought California back. Uh, of course, then there was also a, a big jump in mon- uh, money that came in from the so-called the train, I call it the choo-choo train to nowhere, uh, the high-speed rail train that they got planned. Uh, Obama brings in $9 billion. And so they kind of got helped along. And, of course, uh this time they didn't get helped along. And I, I actually, uh, Chris and I go back to the days of the Orange County bankruptcy in 1994. And uh, as I was starting to look into what's going on with the California state of California and its situation and turning to communism, literally it's becoming a com. it is a communist state now uh, completely. But um, I was concerned and I had contacted him. I said, look, man, you got the state's gonna go down. There's an alternative by forming a new state financially, this is 2014, 15. And uh, he said, no, I'm not gonna get in, I don't wanna get in. He said, I will get in, I see it, I see it. And so finally, uh, with his expertise, we twisted his arm and I beat him around the head and shoulders a little bit. <laughs> he finally uh, came and joined uh, joined up officially with us and he's now our CEO of the New California State Movement. That was back in 2019. And uh, we he knew then, and we, we've all, both of us have known uh, and so have the people in the legislative analyst office in California that California is, was destined for this uh, prime time uh, disaster economically. Uh, California, there's no way up for them now. Uh, they've even actually startled us in our projections uh, with the amount of money they claim right now after we've been prodding and telling them for years what their financial situation was little uh, uh, you know it's the funniest thing uh Jim to sit here and not so much me but Chris he's gone through this and I've I I work with uh, other people downtown in, in Sacramento as well but you know he blatantly just tells them you know lets them know uh this is what your financial position is what are you going to do to change it and they literally do nothing and they just watch california just go right over the cliff financially and it's It's kind uh,
1: of a it's it's a microcosm of what's happening with the u.s government isn't
3: it i mean just massive spending uh,
1: over the top nobody nobody taking a step to stop it it's you know that's what we voted in at least in on a national level we thought were republicans that would say hey stop this madness and uh it's not working california is now the uh case study i guess of how to how to absolutely destroy uh, a great entity um first yeah i've had yeah. chris on the show here paul as you know and he's he's bright real real brilliant guy and he's uh, warned us and about a month ago i thought in a report i think i put up joehoff.com that uh this this uh mess in california is getting worse and uh right And so are we going to see numbers come out of California now this week, you think, for year-end that are going to just shock Um, us all or what?
3: I, You know, I really don't know, and I don't know if they're going to be truthful. Um, I haven't talked to anybody over there really in in any detail since last week. Uh, But I think they're all kind of like they didn't think it was going to happen, and now it's happened. And uh, they do tell us, yeah, yeah, you guys were right you know they have they are so buried i mean see something like like what do i how do i start this uh, when you take a look at their numbers you know we get the legislative analyst numbers every on the 10th of every month and we could you know read between the lines chris is really good at looking at all the different places where they have pocket money and things like that and uh, every month it was going to get worse and worse and worse, primarily because, you know, they've chased all the businesses out of California. So th- the bottom line is that not only that, but the people who pay their taxes have left. Um, so you have heavy industry gone. You have most of the big, biz- bigger businesses leaving. Corporate, um, you know, we had Chevron out here, as uh, their corporate headquarters. They've long gone to Texas. Um, you know, this is the kind of stuff that's happening here. And uh, so the tax base is naturally eroded. Like it's like they never thought the tax base was going to erode. We got to a point uh, when we're kind of demanding answers back in February and March of this year. And finally, the the L A O S and the staffers. And this happened on the same day. Talk about the coin the coincidence happened on the same day. Chris was talking to one branch. I was talking to another. And so obviously, there's something going on here, cross pollinating in the whole system. But um, one of the comments that was made by the legislative analyst office says, Chris, these guys are not going to stop spending. They think they can spend their way out of the problem. It's always worked for them. They're just going to keep adding on and adding on and adding on. And even this week, you've been seeing uh, uh, Newsom say he's going to provide millions of dollars for the illegal immigrants coming across the border right now for health care billions you know 130 billion dollars or something like that and he can't do that is that that's just not true now i heard the same thing on the same day from another staffer a different different area of the of the government and so when he and i compared notes it's like wait a minute really (laughs) that but they really think they're going to spend their way out of the problem well they can't now now this is what we're finding um because of these numbers that are being reported what we're finding is that uh People have come to us as New Californians because we have people wanting to join New California or they see this is now the way out and uh, they confided with us, but apparently there is gonna be terminations that are gonna be taking place this Friday. We understand people have been given letters over the vacation to report to their workspace at nine o'clock on Friday. Uh, I think we only, I think you know what that means. Uh, So Hmm. the only way out for them is massive, Termination of employees—that's really what it comes down well, to.
1: Uh, unbelievable! And these politicians—you know—sometimes you sit back and you say, "My God, what? Look at these people be so dysfunctional and what they're doing to this country uh, on a on a national as well as now statewide level." The way I I noticed, and I think I shared this with you, Chris. I, my first book I wrote when I was in Hong Kong, and it was about solutions for the U.S. from uh, Asia Pacific. <laughs> it was during Obama's first term. And there was actually some great stuff going on over there and uh one one uh, chapter that i put together was on the uh, tax regime in hong kong taxes were only 16 max for individuals and corporations and um very simple f- uh, filing process as well and i thought this is what the u.s needs we need to just keep it simple think of the millions and billions of dollars just in tax fees it's a whole industry created by our government that's one thing that's hit me too paul by the way as your as your government gets more dysfunctional you start to create these these new entities that are go-betweens between the uh the individual constituents and the government i saw this with my mom uh, dealing with my dad's veterans uh, benefits from being in World War II, she had to work with another source that could help her in dealing with the VA, so that she could get uh, the medical care for my dad as he was uh, had Alzheimer's and was failing. This is what happens in a dysfunctional government. You create it's creating even industries. And anyways, Chris Street was one of the guys that I uh, quoted in that chapter. I looked back and noticed it one day. I was like, that yeah, was Chris Street that was talking about." He was talking about California when we talked about the regime of taxes. This is now ten years ago, a decade ago. Chris was already saying, "Hey, this this tax regime in California is not sustainable." Back then, it was somebody with fifty thousand dollars of income, half of it's going to taxes. So they have, you know, they were already taxing, you know, the hell out of people. 10 years ago, and that was leading to a massive exodus out of California. I guess Newsom thinks he can bring in these illegals and replace all these good employees with really uneducated and untrained and unskilled uh workers that are coming across. Maybe some of them are even Chinese nationals and and is Islamic uh, you know, regime, uh, like Iranians uh that are here not to not to get a job. They're here for another purpose. So it's a pretty stupid strategy you you know overall isn't it it's and that's what's happening in California no wonder you guys want a new state I mean what a mess your politicians have done to that great
3: state well it's not just the economic thing that's just uh foretells other things you know because if you're screwing up the economic thing so badly I mean this isn't like you know you're you know you have your home budget I have my home budget Everybody's got their amount of money that they have to work with and deal with. and and sometimes it's tough. sometimes it's easy. I mean, sometimes you have better months than you have others and so on. there's ups and downs. well, the, the government does the same thing, but these guys don't care. this guy, this is just an open pocket, you know, an open indebtedness for the future that they're building. That's all that's okay with them. So you know, I look at these people as not so much that they care about uh, wanting to do business and uh, hold on to business as they care about just stealing everybody's income. And what happens is that when you have this tax based leave, then our government turns really into an extortion taxation system. And we've had more heavy-handed leaning on people than ever before, where they sent out literally thugs uh, to uh, capture taxes, close businesses until they pay for the taxes, and run them out of business until they pay for tax, and then then they try and snag you for taxes if you left California five years ago. They want you for you know unpaid taxes, or and they make it up as you go along. I mean, you you just can't make this stuff up. But this is yeah. this is what happens in totalitarianism is that you see yeah. like this great state being torn down financially, but it's also the education system, um, you know, it's the environmental system. It's the roads. It's every infrastructure, everything that goes along with it. You know, like right now, we we live in a state that has massive water available to it, <laughs> uh, but we only use half the capacity for forty million people. The rest of it was never built out. Now, who stopped that build out of the water system was Jerry Brown in his first two terms in California. That was in the seventies and eighties. Then they had term limits that were set up and a Proposition 1A in 1990, and it specifically says in there that a governor can only be two terms, period, that going forward from 1990, but it only applies to those governors from 1990 on. Well, you had a young Jerry Brown still, and it meant that he could actually become governor for a third and fourth term. So by 2010, you get the Jerry Brown thing back in in office, And of course, water becomes a problem. We have droughts, we have this, you know, and all this. Well, we have droughts and they're draining the water out of the two largest reservoirs, Oroville and Shasta. They're draining it and creating a marketplace in which high prices being paid for water and the people that are pocketing it are the politicians, of course. Um, But we have not built out that water system entirely from the 70s at Jerry Brown to begin with and they've been acting like they can do something about it now, but they can't. But we intend in New California to build that out. And uh, when we build that out, everything is gonna be a game changer here because right now we're paying about 30 cents per kilowatt hour in electricity. We're not getting any real benefit of any of the hydrology that we have here in this state. We actually buy uh, our energy from coal fired plants in, uh, in Utah. That's how we get our and that's how come the price is so high we estimate that with these dams being built out with reservoirs and with power uh we'll be able to bring that cost down to seven cents per kilowatt hour we think we're going to drive the economy of the united states with bringing back business and we mean we're bringing back business large and small um it's just open for it you know we're bringing back gunsmithing i'm just gonna tell you gunsmithing, but second amendment as an example How radical are we going to be because we're going to be a constitutional carry state? Uh, You can just use that comparison for everything else that we're doing in New California. It, It spins off from that Second Amendment.
1: Well, it's fantastic, Paul, all the work you guys are doing. You've been doing it for some time and it's uh, really admirable. I'm I'm amazed with all that you've done and what's happening here in the, this year, what's planned for 2024 is exciting. Hey, do you mind if we could take a, we'll take a quick break on our end and we'll come back and let's talk about New California, what that is, how it started and what's uh, in store for this year with this uh, initiative to create this new state, the state of New California. So we'll be awesome. right back.
0: I'm Naheem Hines, professional football player and proud supporter of the Muscular Dystrophy Association. My mom was diagnosed with muscular dystrophy when I was 14 and I watched her struggle but MDA helped her get the best treatments and care. And they also help kids like my buddy, Ethan.
1: My name is Ethan and I'm 12 years old. Thanks to the Muscular Dystrophy Association and people like you, I have more hope than ever before. From day one, they've treated me like family at my local care center. MDA is the only one that funds over 150 care centers across the US to help provide state-of-the-art care for adults and kids like me.
0: For over 70 years, MDA has been transforming lives of people living with muscular dystrophy, ALS, and other related neuromuscular diseases. They fund the research for breakthrough treatments, care and cures, and MDA provides support to thousands of families like mine and Ethan's in communities like yours. Thanks to MDA, kids and adults can live life to its fullest. Join us and learn more at mda.org today.
2: Sometimes life can be overwhelming, and suicide may seem like the only way to relieve the pain. Beyond Now is an evidence-based app created by Beyond Blue to help you cope when suicidal thoughts start to appear. You can use it to create an easy-to-follow plan that is personal to you and includes steps like know your warning signs so you can act early, make your environment safe by removing harmful items, activities you can do or people you can be with to distract yourself from suicidal thoughts, reminders of things that make you feel strong, Some of these steps might be tough to fill out, and that's okay. It can be helpful to make or share your safety plan with a trusted friend, family member, or mental health professional. You might feel like you're alone, but help is available. If you're worried you can't stay safe, use the red telephone icon to call your emergency contacts. Download the free Beyond Now app today to create your personal safety plan.
0: You're with Joe Hoff on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. TNT.
1: Hey, we're back with uh, Paul Preston from New California. Really thrilled to have him here. Paul and I, during the break, we're talking about his days as a coach in Southern Cal and meeting Dick Vermeil. And I, I'm a great fan of his. He came out to St. Louis in right. later in his career, uh, took this St. Louis Rams team that had been, I guess, stolen from L.A., and planted in St. Louis for a period of time. And they had a uh, quarterback. They had a lot of a lot of high hopes in a, around the year 2000. And their star quarterback, they paid a lot of money for, Trent Green, got hurt in the in the preseason. And they were just devastated. And, and Vermeil says, well, I guess we're just going to have to go with this guy named uh, 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 Kurt Warner.
3: Kurt Warner. <laughs> and uh
1: <laughs> <laughs> and the rest was history that became the greatest right. show on turf and that team was so much fun to watch they won the super
2: bowl
0: yeah.
1: and Vermeil was uh, such a good man he did so much to help others he brought in a running back from nebraska let him live with them and the guy just needed uh, some help and phillips was his name i think he ended up getting arrested and, and going to prison for a period of time but Vermeil was op- opened his house to help others and so your story that you're telling us is as an assistant coach you were able to meet him when he was at UCLA, huh? And, and he offered yeah. for you guys to come in and, and understand his office. Whole, and see what our whole, on. our
3: whole coaching staff from Covina High School is where it was. And, yeah. um, we would get up early in the morning and we'd go down and have pancakes together and then march into UCLA. And, uh, we got to watch everything on the field at, uh, there at UCLA and watch in the coaching staff meetings and and learned the the wishbone off well with the veer offense which is really the wishbone as a fullback but this was the uh houston veer that they were putting in and we really liked it because we had talent that we could use on that and i was the line coach and the defensive coordinator at, uh, at that time for that football team and uh the line techniques uh, you know i played lineman in, uh, in in high school and college and uh in outside linebacker in uh, high school and college and um, you know, th- that whole line, the, all the schemes and everything, the blocking, and then everything that goes along with the veer was just absolutely fantastic. And, um, yeah, they, they allowed us to be there. They went on to the Rose bowl, won the Rose bowl that year. And, um, I mean, it just, he's a class act. I don't care what you say. Yeah. He's a class act and, uh, all the way through and learned just to learn the ginormous, not just about, um, not just about football and about X's and O's. I learned a lot about life that year uh, and watching some of the things that happened, the dynamics, that uh, when, you, especially when you put in a new offense. We had a, a, a team called South Hills High School, and they were CIF champions, and they had won the state championships, basically, at the time with wishbone offense two years in a row, and they had never gone against anybody who knew how to coach defensively against the wishbone. <laughs> until i showed up and uh it was it was hysterical because that first game that they'd always run over Kavina. they didn't run over Kavina this time our defense knew what to do and they were just shocked i'll never forget that but uh yeah to to bring in um a new programs for kids watch kids win and you know have that taste of victory that that was really awesome and you know dick vermeil and his staff uh they called us uh, after the football game And they said, we're going to have a big luncheon in Long Beach. And we want you guys to come and be with us because you are part of it.
1: Wow. Wow.
3: Well, is that I think amazing? Vermeer is
1: one of the yeah, it's so cool. It's so cool of him. It just sounds like what a class act. He, um, is one of the few coaches to win a Super Bowl and a Rose Bowl, if maybe the only, yes, he is still, yes, he um, is just a great, great coach, great person. So that's pretty amazing. So, so that's the kind of mentality you've brought into New California, I guess, Paul. It's like, hey, we need to fix the problems, are all there, they're even worse now than they were 10, 20 years ago. It's just, it's a, it's a, it's a disaster going downhill and um so you decided a few years back to create uh, and to start this effort first, creating a new state using the west virginia model from the civil war and uh and using how they did it constitutionally created a new state out of an existing state like like they did these courageous people they wanted to break away from virginia in the civil war they they were able to do it and you guys are in that process now in California, so why don't you fill us in on on how that that whole project's uh, working out and what's what's in store for this year?
3: Well, you know, um, I learned back in 1992 when I traveled to Eastern uh, Europe and Berlin and uh, about the collapse of communism and what what entailed that. But I also learned about communism, I learned about totalitarianism and how it was functioning. And it was very evident to me at that time in California in particular, we were faced with the fact that communists were here. And uh, so from 1992 on, it was a struggle saying, how can we stop this big machine of, the, of communism and totalitarianism? Because it's bound to show up, you know. Um, and I thought we were ripe for it. And I could see it in the education system. The education system is the first place they're going to work and it was very very evident that there was a centralization of uh information coming out from the education system and the california education system coincidentally was crashing uh, like crazy and we were getting a lot of communist chinese influence at the time and china was coming over on junkets and visiting our schools and so on so by 1999 i started a radio show Um, called the Inside Education Show in Sacramento. And I said, we need to bring a lot of these things to the front because this totalitarian takeover is coming, like it or not. And so we uh, started to go on the air there and then uh, went off into another radio station and ultimately got up with Red State Talk Radio and continued and learned about Agenda 21, the plan. And it was pretty obvious that we had to battle that. But along the way, I kept on saying to myself, there's got to be something we can do. So I. The mid two thousands, um, I started looking at the Constitution. Shocking! <laughs> Look at the Constitution. Maybe there's an answer there, and uh, and there was. And that was in uh, Article Four, Section Three of the Constitution. If you're having a problem in a state, um, you can make a new state from a pre-existing state. And of course, um, that article is really kind of set up when there are territories and how to split a territory apart, especially out in the West, because they were so big. But it was there there for another reason, and that was uh, what was very, very striking to me. The Founding Fathers put it there, because I said to myself, you know, there's some big states that people don't want to separate from, like Texas. People love Texas. You know, why would they want to separate and become—now, it's different. I'm talking about, you know, 20 years ago, thinking um, it's different today for Texans. They're considering splitting apart, of course, but— uh, that's because of what we're talking about and that uh, people needed to have an option out here in California. We we're just looking around saying this, this steamroller is coming. It's happening. You can see it and, uh everything that uh, was developing. And so I looked at that Article 4, Section 3, and I started to realize this is what the Founding Fathers wanted to have happen if a state went sour. And, you know, you don't see people right now trying to separate uh, Florida, do you? No, I mean, not that I'm
1: aware because of, because
3: they but, no. they they like the government. I mean, I'm I'm not a DeSantis fan, but he runs a good government, right? I mean, you have a, I mean, you got your problems. I you can you can parse yeah. it out, but you're not nothing to where you're going to threaten to separate or anything like that. But now California's whole different picture. We have been, uh, been beat up enough from the, the government of California through taxation, regulation, all this other stuff that and again um when you start to take a look at it you realize california is not in good constitutional standing at all it's it's a progressive uh constitution into a communist constitution clearly communist and you have to come up to that admission so um yeah that's when we made the determination that really happened about 10 10 years ago that the state is the way to go and how to get there is another picture of what you, what do you do um we don't i teamed fall. up with
1: fall. Let me interrupt you real quick. You sent me something. This isn't unique what you're doing. It's already happening on the left. They are creating a new state of California. And you mentioned this to me because there's congressmen in the U.S. Congress that have flags on their doors that aren't the California state flag. Isn't that right?
3: That's, That's correct, yeah.
1: These are the guys that are trying to separate and really make your state something that it's not. You guys are trying to basically sur- basically protect the existing state the existing Constitution and let those nut jobs in San Francisco and Sacramento and La they can continue with their you know their decline and their destruction you guys are going to want it with the rest of the state to join you in 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 continuing with freedom and and a reverence of the U.S Constitution isn't you know isn't that right
3: yeah, that's right. And, and quite frankly, what Gavin Newsom is wanting to do is secede from the union. Uh, it goes back to the Cal Exit days. They are serious about this. They want to secede to the, from the union. And of course, why do you think they brought out Xi Jinping just recently? You know, Xi Jinping comes out raises his leg and gives Gavin Newsom a golden shower. And the bottom line is, it's because he's signaling there uh, to Gavin Newsom that you are our guy, in California to protect our interests. The Chinese claim that this is their state and they're taking mm-hmm. it over. That's a, listen, I don't care what you say, that's exactly, those are the facts as you can develop them because we're being invaded right now by large yeah. numbers of Chinese. And uh, of course, yeah. uh, they, they've they emptied out San Francisco. Um, Newsom is very amenable to them. He, he's, uh, he's practicing things with them and, you know, we get the intelligence all the time about what's happening. So uh, this is a takeover, uh, a separation in which, like the Confederacy, they want to leave uh, the United States. And uh, we're yeah, not going to let that happen. Absolutely. We're the West no, Virginia.
1: You, you just want to create a new state, just like West Virginia. So where's what's the status on that? And uh, we've got about four or five minutes left. Where are we at now? What's planned for 2024?
3: Well, immediately this week, um, we're going to be doing a whole bunch of things. Um, we're going to come out with a number of press releases, and I'll shoot you the press releases about what right. our activities just going forward. Uh, we are By the end of this month, on the 27th, we're going to actually uh, have a demo of what it's like to vote on one day on a paper ballot and get the results that same day. Uh, you know, everybody's pushing this whole idea of using the computers. We're now uh, becoming not just are we going to ballot harvest in the Republican Party out here? This is what the the uniparty party Republican rhinos want. We're not just going to harvest them and we're not going to traffic them, but we're now going to do ballot banking in advance to corrupt that election system and to keep it that way. So those are some of the things we're challenging. So we're challenging the notion that you can't, you know, do this. You you can do paper ballots on the same day. And we have a I don't I believe the economy is going to put it out of reach for these people with machines anyway, but we're going to do that. We're also having uh, 20 hearings now that we have on the election system that we're going to be doing through March. Um we are meeting constantly with everybody about what we're going to be doing on the 15th. The 15th, we're going to go down for the sixth time. This will be the first time in front of the state capitol. I said when at the time when we declared independence in January 15, 2018, that the day that we go down and we declare independence again, and we read our Declaration of Independence of 2018 at the state capitol, that is going to be the day in which we're going to put out a proclamation of statehood. And so we're going to be doing that on the 15th. That's the birthday of Martin Luther King, Jr., and uh, we're gonna be doing that on the 15th. It's a big deal done in front of the state Capitol. We anticipated a large number of people at that. Uh, then we're gonna be moving on to Congress. And uh, we're gonna send a contingency of 10 individuals. Uh, we, we did this last year. We presented our paperwork to Kevin McCarthy at the time. I didn't really think it would go anywhere. We pushed it. We had learned a lot by the people that we sent last year. Now we're going back with a full course of people uh, to push our statehood agenda. That's gonna be matching up with the financial collapse of California, which is happening right now. And we're gonna be coordinating the activities uh, with many of the legislators. Uh, Congress is gonna be forced into doing something. And that something is they're gonna have to realize that New California offers the financial uh, solution, not just to California, but to the nation. Um, I know this is uh, pretty big stuff. You're absolutely right. It's real.
1: It's big. And you, You guys, it's going to be like dominoes. Once this hits, other states are going to do it. We might have, you know, really, realistically, there could be in in 20 states in a short order created out of these states like Illinois and New York and others where people just don't have a voice anymore. It's tyranny. This is what started uh, this country. And I think it makes great sense. Uh, You increase, you gain, you gain. Senators, uh, you know the left's saying we want Puerto Rico and places like that, and the, and the right has no answer for that. Well, how about creating constitutionally uh, republics again in these massive states and give them back their representation like like was designed in the Constitution? What you guys are doing is is fantastic, Paul. Can't wait really to talk more about it. I think we're running out of time here, but uh, any final words here in the last 10, 20 seconds.
3: Yeah, just thank you very much uh, for everything you guys are doing uh, to, to push this along. We really appreciate it. And yeah, people need, need to go to newcaliforniastate.com and sign up. That's be the first thing. And we accept contributions because this is, this is a big money thing now at this point in time. But just say thank you. And uh, yeah, we are going to be the next state in the union, a strong, mm. strong constitutional state.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Paul. God bless you. Happy New Year. And we'll be talking to you again soon. Keep in touch. All right, we'll be back. Thank tomorrow you. On the show. Thank you.